Welcome back to the Last Man Podcast, where we're bringing real, authentic manhood back. I'm here today with my co-host, Keith Golightly. What's up, brother? What's up, man? It's been a while. Yeah. Been a second. You happy to be back? I'm happy to be back. Tell me what you've been up to in the last couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. Well, just working. Um, um, I work at a church, so we had our baptism service recently. Mm -hmm. We did baptisms. That was beautiful. Lots of work, lots of logistics that go into that. Um, I'm like beat from that, man. Mm -hmm. Every time we do baptism weekend, I am beat. And so yesterday I didn't go into work until around lunchtime. Mm -hmm. Because it's three services. It's four technically. Four. Because we have our Thursday service and then three on Sunday. And then you're basically doing all the logistics for like the the actual baptismal, mm-hmm. the timing of like kind of how long you're going to need all the people that are involved. Yeah, all of it. I put the event on the calendar. I communicate with everyone that's interested. Um, I have a team, thank God, that we put together. It's me and four other, uh, three other guys. And then, yeah, we just handle all of the, you know, we roll the pool out, fill it up. We have these heavy floor mats we put on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a lot of people. So it's a lot, a lot of people movement, a lot of logistics movement, a lot of setup and tear down and getting wet. So and you got to like actually baptize people too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Dope. Yep. Yep. So what's cool is, you know, what we teach at our church, when we look at Matthew 28, where Jesus, you know, commands us to make disciples and baptizing them in the name of the father, son, Holy spirit. Um, our, our senior pastor, Ryan, he has, he says it like this. He has a goal to where he, he doesn't want to baptize anyone else for the rest of his pastoral career. And, and there, you might hear that and be like, what? Yeah. That's my really, literally my face is like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because this is what we read that when Jesus gave the great commission out, he gave it to his disciples. He didn't give it to a multitude. He didn't give it to a team of pastors or, you know, later those disciples became apostles. But the point is that biblically disciple makers are the ones doing the baptizing. They're the ones baptizing their disciples. And so, um, us as pastors, um, church staff, our focus is equipping. So Ephesians 4, mm-hmm. um, you know, God gives the church five different roles, and those people are tasked to equip the saints. And so the saints are the ones that are given the work of ministry. Mm-hmm. They're the ones given the work of service. And so when, when we talk about, we want to, at our, you know, grace, we want to equip arm the saints so that they can be the ones making disciples they're the ones mm-hmm. uh, ministering into people's lives and so therefore they should be the ones doing the baptizing so what's cool is that when we do baptism weekend you'll see me baptize some people um, but it's usually those who don't may, maybe the person that discipled them is not local or um, uh, they don't really have someone like that they just kind of come to church mm-hmm. you know and they just want a pastor to baptize them but we encourage our church members we're like hey when, when we teach orientation, we're like, hey, uh, think about that one person that you consider to be the one that discipled you or had a spiritual impact in your life, because we would much rather have that person baptize you than just a pastor just because yeah, they're a pastor. That makes sense. Yeah. So biblically, that's what affair. we see. Yes. And so and so it excites us to see parents baptizing their kids, people baptizing their friends, small group leaders yeah, baptizing their wives. Yeah, stuff. man. And you saw that, man. We had a this past week. This was so cool, dude. We had a whole family get baptized those two adults and uh four kids yeah and so the wife baptized the husband the husband then turned around and baptized the wife and then those two got out of the pool and then they baptized all four of their kids that's right that's all how it should be yeah dude it's crazy so the question of the day are you ready let's hear it so the the, the title of the episode will be this follow the leader hmm. so the question is what makes a good leader yeah what comes to mind 
just right off the top of my head is uh, <clears throat> the the army's definition of leadership, which mm -hmm. honestly, I think they have a really good definition of leadership. And so what 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 they say in the army is that leaders provide three things, they provide vision, direction and motivation. So as long as a leader, no matter what organization you're in, if a leader can provide those three things, uh, and they do it well, then they're going to be a great leader. Mm -hmm. I think say that again, vision, yeah, vision, direction, and motivation. If they lack one of those things, then, uh, then you're going to, you're going to see that reflected in the organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. First thing that comes to my mind, what makes a good leader? A good follower makes a good leader. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes to my mind is like, You can tell whenever you have a boss, whenever you have a mentor that's like not a good follower because they don't understand how people work. Mm -hmm. not, not, like, I think it's like, for instance, okay. So I worked for an organization a long time ago. It's called, um, I'd rather not say because it'll give away where we live, but I worked for a golf resort. Yeah. And, um, Give me a name for this golf resort. It'll be easier for me to talk about it. For the golf course? Yeah, like give me a name. Rainbow Road. So, so <laughs> worked, yeah, worked for Rainbow Golf Resort. Okay. And um, the the CEO of Rainbow Organization, uh -huh. he manages like, let me think, I think it's like 10 golf courses. Yeah. All um, at once. Court, right? not, not, not just holes, but like courses. courses. So he, he manages 10 golf courses and all of like, there are multiple clubhouses there are multiple restaurants there are multiple um amenities yeah all of them have like their own golf tennis pickleball pickleball bocce like they <laughs> yeah. they all have all of these different like things like their wedding venues all at the same time like literally he runs all of it Jeez, you know it's like an empire yeah no for real and when he came on i don't know if he was a ceo of like the president or something like that he's very high up it's he's the, he's the top dude mm -hmm. um and so he said, in order to better lead Rainbow Golf Resort, I want to do every job. Mm -hmm. And he took like a year, his first year, and he did every job. Like he cracked eggs all day. Yeah. He cleaned up the golf balls off the course all day. He he did like imagine a job. He cleaned golf carts and cleaned toilets and did yeah. paperwork and did accounting and did HR. Like he took a day to do all the jobs. That's wise. I'm yeah. like, dang, I think it was undercover boss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the crazy part was like, I mean, maybe he didn't do every single job, but he worked in every department. So yeah. like, I guess if he did two, two a week or one a week or something, like that, he did anywhere from 50 to a hundred mm -hmm. jobs throughout the year. And he said, I did this so that I could better understand the logistics and management of the organization. Mm -hmm. And he was a great leader. Everyone loved him. Yeah. I don't know if he's still there, but like, I remember being there and seeing him and being like, I want to follow that person because he went and followed all of his employees in one yeah. way or another. Yeah. That makes a great leader to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, yeah. So just mentioning the military again, some of the best officers in the military, not, not uh, the enlisted side, but for the officers, some of the best officers are those who were what we call prior enlisted. Mm -hmm. And so prior enlisted meant that before they became an officer, they were first enlisted in their career. So maybe they were like a specialist or a sergeant or staff sergeant. 
And then from there, they probably went through like OCS, which is officer candidate school, or they went to military academy or ROTC. And through there, they became a commissioned officer where they're actually um, in what, what we call organizational leadership, mm. which is when you're over different echelons. And those uh, officers who are prior enlisted, uh, they they tend to be to make the best officers, especially mm. if they're in an MOS or a job that they were in when they were enlisted. So like, for example, let's say you enlist after high school, you're in, you're an infantry guy mm -hmm. and you do infantry for like four or five years. And then you decide, you know what, I'm going to become an officer. And then you become a platoon leader, later a company commander in infantry. You, you having that enlisted experience, you're going to lead from that, from that perspective, knowing what everybody's going through. Yes. Versus the fresh lieutenant that comes right out of academy or rotc has no prior enlisted experience that was actually my my uh, mm -hmm. uh route <laughs> and that's not to say they're bad leaders but they like that experience mm -hmm. they like that perspective so um the best leaders are those who have first gotten their hands dirty yeah yeah whenever i think about like the whole what makes a good leader thing a lot of it comes down to not your abilities but your character mm -hmm. yep because like we're leaders we lead people we lead a couple hundred people i mean if you we're counting everybody mm -hmm. and um it's not easy no i think like <laughs> the thing that's tested the most is not like my ability like i i'm a leader you're a leader like i've, I've been in this for a long time mm -hmm. um i've been a manager in, in different jobs and from the time i was like 18 i was leading like a big group of people mm -hmm. that are all older than me and that was like a true testing ground mm -hmm. of my ability mm -hmm. but my character didn't match my ability right at the time yeah yeah and i think like developing my ability was cool but developing my developing my character is what mm -hmm. actually changed you know mm -hmm. um, my leadership style my effectiveness yeah yeah because it's, it's like it's not only just character but it's also maturity too mm -hmm. which is of course that's part I, of your character it's part of your character yeah that's what i was going to say and so but e stanley jones he was a missionary in india a while back and he says it like this he says obedience no, sorry. He says maturity doesn't come by age. It comes by obedience. Mm -hmm. And so maturity doesn't come by age. It comes by obedience. Yep. And so going back to good leaders uh, were first good followers. Mm -hmm. Like they were good followers because they, they were good at obeying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that grew them maturely ahead of their peers mm -hmm. to where when they stepped in leadership, they were effective leaders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Who's the best leader that you've ever known? Like personally, not seen. I mean, like you followed this person. Yeah. Hmm. When I was in high school, I did ROTC in high school. And my, uh, what, what's his title? C senior military, uh, basically, the, basically the, the senior teacher who taught ROTC. It's, it's not the professor of military science. That's, that's in college, but the high school equivalent of that um, his name was colonel don bills mm -hmm. and colonel bills was i just i like i looked up to this guy he was actually the reason why i wanted to commission in the army because now he was an older guy he was a retired uh, colonel from the army um just very um just well put together guy you know very uh steady very calm but yet he just had a commanding presence. You know, he would walk around like he looked like my grandpa, you mm -hmm. know, like just physically he looked like him. And my grandpa was military too. But um, he would, he was just, although he was an older guy, you know, very respective, respectable military career, 
uh, he just he did really well around high schoolers. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, you ever see Friday Night Lights, mm -hmm. the, like Coach Taylor? Yeah, yeah, he's like that, but for ROTC, gotcha. you know. And so, um, yeah, Colonel Bills, I, I looked up to him a lot. And, and I think a lot of it was because too, that I didn't have the strongest father figure growing up. Like I had a present father in the house and he was there from time to time, but you know, we didn't have the, the most solid relationship. Mm -hmm. And so he was very much a father figure to me. And so going through high school, not really knowing what to do with my life. Uh, he did a great job just showing me what, what a man looks like, what a leader looks like, how they perform, how they behave, uh, whenever they're leading under pressure, things like that. And so he gave me a lot of tips and pointers going through ROTC and because of who he was and how he carried himself, he, he definitely had a, an influence on me on wanting to join the military as an officer. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so going through college ROTC and, and even my military career, oftentimes <clears throat> in certain situations, I would look back and think about, you know, what would, what would Colonel Bills do? You know, yeah, <laughs> like what would funny. he, what would he say in this moment? How would he treat this person? Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's one person that comes to mind. There's, there's, the, this, there's other guys. Wait, let me but, jump in. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, I think my. The first person that comes to my mind is my dad. Mm -hmm. I can honestly say that. Like, not just because he's my dad. If he wasn't my dad and I met him, I would be like, I need to follow that dude. Right. Yeah. He just has that. Like, people people are drawn to him. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just trying to examine myself because I, I want to be a better man. That's why we're talking about this, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that people are drawn to me the same way, but I don't always handle them in in like the best <laughs> you're laughing at me because right. you know you've yeah. seen it um people try to follow me and i think this is tough i'm trying to examine myself mm -hmm. i'm listening to like the things that you just said about this current colonel bills mm -hmm. mm, i think where i struggle and i want to know your thoughts on this where i struggle is i don't want weak followers mm -hmm. not to say that when you come to me you have to be whole because i'm not even whole mm -hmm. but like you can't be weak mm -hmm. i think that's something that my friends <laughs> my friends know like mm -hmm. and they tell me like i have some friends that are really close to me and like i've been friends with them for years and they'll tell me even now they'll be like man you you changed who i am mm -hmm. and i'm like how so because i want to know so i can keep doing that i guess or stop doing it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but um they say things like i'm a lot more bold Mm -hmm. I, care, I care less about what people think mm -hmm. and I'm like okay like I want to keep that up but where I struggle is that like when people have hurts and traumas a lot of times my answer is tough enough right yeah. because that is the truth how I convey that is probably what needs to change <clears throat> yeah sure delivery yeah del my delivery <laughs> is usually off yeah um and uh, I guess because because my dad's on here so you guys can get to know him as as he keeps coming on the podcast but I guess another leader one of the best leaders I've ever met. Her name's Brandy Hart. Mm -hmm. And I met her in Dallas. And she is just amazing. She's a badass. Mm -hmm. She don't take no shit from mm -hmm. nobody. Um, and she'll get in the trenches with you. So I was, yeah. she ran a staffing agency in Dallas, one of the biggest ones. And I remember she changed my life because I used to go to the jobs and I'm well-dressed, well-mannered, you know, like my parents raised a gentleman type thing, but I was mm -hmm. always late mm -hmm. every time to every job that I went to. And she's like, you know, Kishan, if like you would be on time, I would give you the best jobs. And I was like, bet. So I started coming on time and she would give me VIP jobs. And then she's like, okay, if you can do this and this X, Y, and Z, 
I'll give you even better jobs. I'm like, well, I think I'm at the top, but like what else is. And so I went from like bartending at college football games to being like in the boxes at like, you know, like the sky boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And VIP. Mm-hmm. And then I went from that and then she's like, I'll, I'll give you better jobs. I'm like, okay. So now I'm in like, um, I'm serving bartending, stuff like that for like really high people in the Catholic church, like really, really high, like Cardinals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Whoa, like I'm serving these tables. And then I'm like in NFL players houses working with like top chefs from LA. And like, it wasn't me, it was Brandy. Mm-hmm. She was just a, such a good leader. She could see in me what mm-hmm. needed to be improved. And she would work with me. Like she'll come beside me and be like, Hey, we need to knock these dishes out. When she yeah. doesn't have to do that. She can point at any one. There's 60 people she could point. And now she's going to come wash dishes with me, roll up her sleeves mm-hmm. and get after it. And I'm like, that's what makes a good leader. Mm-hmm. You see what people need to improve in their yeah. lives and you draw it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then whenever, Potential. and not only yeah. do you just pull it out, you get in there with them and be like, yes. this is how. Yeah. Like, that's great leadership. Yes. I want to be, I want to be a man like Brandy. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's great. You mentioned trenches and that's part of what, makes a great leader is that they they don't let their subordinates do things that they themselves wouldn't do mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so i had this thought too that i think what also makes a great leader is though they that the, the, they don't know they're a leader what you do know? you mean like they they have an influence on people's lives and they don't necessarily have to be in a leadership position like in an official mm-hmm. position but yet uh their influence and their character and how they carry themselves impacts other people's lives, but yet they don't even know it. Your wife is like that. Yeah. Yeah. Taryn's like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's very much like just living her life and people are following her. Right. Yeah. Like she doesn't even, she, she wouldn't call herself Mm -hmm. a leader. She would call herself a mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a wife, but she wouldn't, if she were to look internally, she would not see herself as a leader yet. She, but she does know she has influence on people's lives. She's an older sister. Yeah. But yeah, so I think some of the best leaders are those that they don't even know they're leaders. They just it's just natural. And and I'm not the one to believe that leaders are born. I think people are born with natural qualities uh, qualities mm-hmm. of a leader, but that has to be refined. That has to be improved over time and to, know, be, to make you a good areas. one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cuz people tell me they're like you're a natural leader. You're a natural born leader. Mm-hmm. And I'm like sure, but like to be a good one takes a lot of self sharpening. Yes. Yeah. I think everyone is supposed to be a leader mm-hmm. to and some I mean, degree. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like in some way, like I heard this quote, I live by this quote. Like I live by it. Let's hear it. Every man, every woman and every child that you meet is your superior in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone you meet is your superior in some way. Mm-hmm. And like, because of that, you're supposed to be a follower just naturally like you're Mm -hmm. supposed to follow that like i remember i was in high school and there was a kid that had special needs he annoyed the crap out of me i mean like he i don't know what kind of um ailment he had Mm -hmm. but it was just the kind that for a 12 year old boy a 14 year old boy you just irked Mm -hmm. you know what i mean right yeah sure just noise and being loud and not understanding personal space and blah 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 right Mm -hmm. but this kid was so smart Mm -hmm. like he was so smart and um he was so kind mm-hmm. and I was like, just so I heard somebody say like, everybody's your superior. You should treat everyone, you know, with value. And I heard that. And then like, I was on the bus with this kid and he was just getting on my nerves and I'm watching him and he was so kind to the people like on the bus. 
Mm-hmm. And the Lord just spoke to me and was like, he's your superior in kindness. You should learn from him. Dang and it. I'm like, oof. Yeah. yeah. Like that hit that hit me so <laughs> yeah. hard. And so <laughs> as far as like being a follower, you should follow everyone's superiority so that you can glean. Yes. But yeah. if that's true, that everyone is your superior, then you're someone superior mm-hmm. in some way. Yes. And it could be for you, let's say, if I was your superior in some way, let's just say it's basketball. Sure. Yeah. You can learn from me and I'm supposed to help you be better mm-hmm. if you want yeah. that. But to someone else, I may be their superior in something else. It might be kindness or mm-hmm. it might be, well, it's probably, mine's probably not kindness, but if it was someone else, it'd probably be boldness. Yeah. And I should teach them and lead them in that. You know, yeah. someone else, it might be honestly just being a man, mm-hmm. you know, just being responsible. Mm-hmm. And I need to lead them in that way. So I think everyone's supposed to be a leader in some way. Yeah, that's, you good. know, like you, but there, I'm not saying that just so that people are like, oh, I'm a leader. There's a responsibility that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. what true manhood is. It's like yeah. responsibility. Yes. Man, that's so good. This this idea has been freaking me out the past year. And I think I mentioned this in Young Adults in a Message during our Overcomer series. Uh, this, this whole idea of we we're made in God's image. Mm-hmm. Therefore, and everyone's unique at that. And not one human being is like another. Even even in the history of mankind, not like you're not you're Keyshawn. No one is like you, and you're not like anyone else. You're completely and wholly unique. Mm-hmm. And God puts his stamp like stamps his image on you, right? Mm-hmm. And and his character. And so and God's eternal. And so that's why there's so much unique uniqueness, mm-hmm. right? And so now here's 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 what blows my mind is that uh, like you, you teach me boldness. I'm just going to say that word, mm-hmm. boldness. If I fail to get to know you, then I fail to learn that. Mm-hmm. And I fail to learn that quality of Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just throw another example out Wait, there. Let me break that down. Yeah, sure. I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I can see how listeners may not get that. So practically, uh-huh. I am abrasive. Yeah. Like quiche. I'm a very abrasive person. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I know this about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to change that. What I'm trying to do is refine it. Mm -hmm. Now, if Keith, if you're my, sorry, if my abrasiveness puts you off, Mm -hmm. then you won't get to know me. And that's your problem, not mine. Yes. Like Keith has to be like, I know he's abrasive, but like, let me be patient. Uh-huh. And let me be kind and let me just work through this instead of being offended. Like you can't be offended right. by my abrasiveness. Exactly. Right. I'm not responsible for yeah, that. You yeah. have to get over whatever's in you mm-hmm. to learn yeah. this quality from me. Yes. And therefore you'll learn that quality about Christ. Yes. You got to get out of your own way. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, but we also have to get at it out of each other's way because here he's, again, this is what blows my mind. Like Keyshawn, the more you grow in, in Christ and the more I grow in Christ, whatever, whatever qualities we're growing in and we, we, uh, you know, because God, encompass, you know, he has character. He encompasses all of these great qualities. And as we grow in him, we increase in those qualities. Mm-hmm. Some might increase in, in other qualities more than others. Yeah. But the more you walk with Christ, the more you grow in those qualities. And the more I get to know you and hang out with you and build friendship with you, I get to learn that quality, not just about you, but about God. Yeah. And so, like, I walk with God for the sake of others, mm-hmm. for the sake of their yeah. growth. So that they can look more like Christ. Yeah. So like you're following me as I follow Christ and then you're yeah. going to lead someone else and you're going to follow, they're going to follow you. Yeah. And then they're going to lead someone else. And like, yep. that's responsibility. Yes. I think people don't understand. Like we talk about this a lot in the right house mm-hmm. Just for anyone listening. My last name is right. So like, this is the right house. Mm-hmm. 
with like, a W. That's right. Like the Wright <laughs> brothers. Um, we talk a lot about legacy. Yeah. And there's a great weight and responsibility that comes with that word because it's not just the people that you birth. Like my parents mm-hmm. have three kids, me, my sister, and my brother, right? They have mm-hmm. three. If they just think, oh, if we just do good with these three, like we're good. No. Like I influence people that are not their children or grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And so like when they think legacy, it could be potentially a thousand people, mm-hmm. 2000 people. And then not only that, but the people that they influence in the next generation. So mm-hmm. like as far as being a leader, you have to be, what'd you say? Vision. You have to have that future mind. Mm-hmm. It can't just be today and tomorrow. It's got to be generations down the line. That's what makes a great leader. Yeah. Vi- a vision that outlasts the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you, you said a quote the other day. I don't know if you remember off the top of your head. You were talking about like, we're talking about trees. Oh, the sycamore trees? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said something like the people that plant these trees will never yeah, they fully experience the, right. the grandeur of these trees. Like the ones in California mm-hmm. that are just like hundreds of feet tall. Yep. But people after them will. Like their yeah. their their children, their grandchildren, the children after them. Their posterity. Yeah. And then, and then what is the quote that I shot back at you? Oh, yeah. It's a Japanese proverb. Oh, yeah, yeah. A society is truly great. When men plant trees, they know they'll never sit in the shade of. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's good. That's good. Like, do that thing for those people that you'll never meet. Mm-hmm. That's that's Christ. Yes. That's Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Because the gospel outlives his earthly life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the impact he made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the number one written about person. You know, outside ever. of the Bible. Yeah, ever. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. So the next question, I guess, that I have is, we talked a little bit about what it, what makes a good leader, what makes a great leader. You say, say the three things again. Uh, oh, yeah. Good leaders provide vision, direction, motivation. Yeah, those are like three practical things mm-hmm. that like, if you want to be a good leader, I say you got to nail those three things down on paper. Yeah. Those are like, those are like pillars. Yeah. Literally like write it down. Yeah. Um, and then I would say while you're doing those practical things, build your character, mm-hmm. build your patience, build your, um, your kindness, mm-hmm. build your heart, mm-hmm. build your care for people. Like those things that like no one can really teach you. You just have to obey. You have to do the right thing over and over, mm-hmm. do the hard thing over and over and over. And you'll just get better at it. And like, that's what creates a solid foundation. Those three pillars and the concrete in between yeah. them is your character. And that's what men do. Yeah. They, so they do the hard so things. In, in that, that's perfect. In that like ideal, like how do you translate that directly into the everyday life of a man? Yeah. Christian, non-Christian, like young, old, whatever. Like how do we, how do we put that pillar, that concrete of vision, direction, and motivation? Motivation. Yeah mixed with character development like how do you practically see that in a in a man yeah gosh well you're that's a big question that is a big question uh your vision and the way you direct and the and what kind of motivation you give is really just going to be an an extension of who you currently are Mm -hmm. so if you grow internally uh you know i've i've heard you say once that every day you focus on that 1%. 1%, baby. Yeah, like just take it day by day, improve yourself 1%, 1%, 1%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the end of the week, it's 7%, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. People don't realize like if you change 7%, that's a lot. That is a lot. 
Yeah, that's close to 10% of 100. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just think of it like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, every 10 days, like, you're that much closer to being a whole new man. Right, yep. That that blows my mind. Yeah. That's why I'm always after it. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, and and there's no finish line to it. You just Mm -hmm. just keep growing. Like next year, we'll do it again. Exactly, yep. And so, um, yeah, so so going back, again, your vision, direction, motivation, all those things, what that stuff, how it manifests, what it, looks like is going to be an extension of who you are currently. So as you grow personally, so does the way you lead Mm -hmm. and that impacts your followers. So, um, you know, like think about when we vote for presidents, you know, people vote based on administration, Mm -hmm. people vote based on values and the things they talked about behind the podium and their promises and all that people usually vote on that. I don't vote on that personally. I vote based on character gotcha because whatever their character is like it's going to be extension on how on what their administration everything look else like. yes yeah. yes and so on on every throne is a person you know and that person has a character mm-hmm. and um what what um basically determines if i'm going to follow someone or not is not based out of code or obligation or something that is written on paper but it's based on on how how much integrity they have and, and how they, how much they care about growing themselves. So like to bring it back to the question, I think like practically writing down who you are on a piece of paper would help mm-hmm. you be a good leader. Yeah. Because based on what you're just saying about like the character, no one's going to want to follow you if you have bad character. Right. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I would write down who I am on a piece of paper and I'm, I'll do this. Um, and I'll ask you to do it too so that we can bring it back up on the podcast. Yeah. We'll just read it out. But um who you are is huge yeah like that's huge um okay we'll pause on this idea for a second about who you are and your character if you had to give me one word to describe you oh gosh that is so hard that's so hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh what would would you say oh you can use because I know you and how your brain works, yeah. you could use three words, uh-huh. but they have to be in a sentence. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I could give you, I'm trying to think like about myself. I could give you one word for yeah. me. Do uh-huh. you want me to go first? You want me yeah, to you go first. Okay. Go first. Yeah, because it might inspire me. Okay. <laughs> um, If I was going to use one word to describe myself, it would be free. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm free. I'm carefree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I see that. I'm free of everybody else's thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm free of my own negative thoughts. I'm mm-hmm. free of your plan for me. I'm free of my plan for me. I'm just free. Whenever yeah. somebody says like, do you want to do this? We're going to do this this weekend. I'm just free. I'm saying, you know what? I'll get, when I get to that day, it may be seven mm-hmm. days away. When I get to that day, I'll let you know if I'm going to come. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that may be frustrating to other people, but I'm free of that. Mm-hmm. And I think out of that freedom is how I lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my character. So if you're following me, I'm free. I give you that freedom. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing like a, an event, like we plan a lot of events mm-hmm. and someone says, Hey, like, I'm really good at this. I'm like, okay, you run with that. Here's the parameters. Run with, like you do whatever you want. You're free. Yep. And I think I <laughs> like, that's how, that's my leadership style is to like mm-hmm. pass on the freedom with parameters. Yeah. Um, and I try to develop that within myself because you can be too free. You mm-hmm. can make that an idol. Yeah to where you like don't even care about what people think and you're inconsiderate. See, that's where the line, you yeah, know what I mean? That yep. freedom is like, now I'm inconsiderate. That's not a good leader. Right. So like, that's how I would describe myself in one word. If I was going to mm. write down on a piece of paper, like let me cast some, some vision on myself. 
where does my character lie? This is the pillar. Yeah. This is the foundation. Freedom. Freedom. Mm, that's good. I'm trying to think of me now. Yeah, while he's yeah. thinking, you you think over there. Yeah, I'm while, thinking. I have a word, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's not. It's not yeah, good. Is go. it not good enough? Yeah, it's got to be the best. <laughs> because just so you guys know something about Keith, he's a perfectionist and like he really loves excellence. And he, I, this is just my projection on you. Yeah, yeah, come on. Keith thinks, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking behind your back. Keith, we're thinks, looking at each other, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Keith thinks that um, he won't be on the podcast again and won't be able to change his word <laughs> when at any time you can bring it back up that's funny yeah so just give me the first thing that comes right. to your mind now because um, we can refine yeah. this later cool um the, the word that comes to mind is uh deep yeah okay Depth yeah. for sure and it's really just the way i think um and so i'm just comparing myself to other first of all i hate talking about myself i hate speaking highly of myself because i don't i hate coming across as arrogant i always hated doing like self-evaluations in the military because you mm -hmm. have to you have to write positive, I'm amazing. yeah i'm amazing i'm distinguished and i did these achievements and it's annoying i hate it but anyway but yeah because uh, i i very much value thinking deeply and speaking deeply and um having profound thoughts and all of that because because that's what drives me and so when anytime i spend time with the lord i'm reading the bible or listening to music whatever talking with a friend i try and get to that level you know depth like how deep can i get into my the gosh that is tiring it and is exhausting tiring. but yeah. let me tell you as someone who follows you it pulls out the best yeah. in you it fuels me man yeah but i'm saying like for me yeah. like as someone who's following you it's like dang that pulls out the best in me because like there's no surface level right yeah now there there needs to be a surface level sometimes You're sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like whenever yeah. you because we're both deep thinkers in that way already uh -huh. when we get together it's like that one percent is two percent uh-huh like that one percent a day that we're growing <clears throat> whenever i hang out with you i feel like dang i grew two percent today mm. yeah you know that means i can take an off day tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's funny um so yeah like that, that that and and i'll say like as as watching you lead the people around you, I think, getting uncomfortable by that depth. Oh, interesting. And that's yeah. that's perfectly fine because as a leader, Brandy, let's say, she's like, hey, I want you to be on time. That means you got to be uncomfortable just practically. Man, I got to mm -hmm. get up a little bit earlier. I got to leave a little bit earlier. I got to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's what that's where it finds you. Yeah. And so like that depth that you bring, it makes people uncomfortable. And the ones that that don't like that will fall away. But the ones yeah. that stay are the strongest. Yeah. And that's, it's funny you mentioned that because that's, that is like the negative side of that mm -hmm. is if I go deep with someone who's, who might not be there quite yet, mm -hmm. I just lose them. <laughs> yeah. Something that my dad, cause like I said, he's the best leader I know. Yeah. This is the bomb. So this is one of them Christianese things I'm going to, I'm going to preface, but there's a verse in the Bible that Jesus says he's praying to the Lord praying to himself. Well, he's praying to his father and he yeah, goes, yeah. Father, I haven't lost one that you've given me. Mm -hmm. And my dad talks about this a lot. And he says, you know, I want to be a great leader, which he already is, but he's trying to refine that. He's like, I want to be a great leader. And he prays, Lord, give me the ones mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to have. Yeah. Because I won't lose them. Yeah. It's good. Because if, if as a leader, you're trying to get everybody to follow you, mm -hmm. you cannot sustain that. Right. Right. Yeah. So in my, my mind, whenever you're saying like, oh, that's mm -hmm. the drawback of like, you know, you lose people. Nah, like somebody, maybe I'm supposed to lead those people that you're not supposed to lead. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like and, we and don't do it alone. Yeah. Christ did lose people. You know, there's like, Judah 
um, or Judas, sorry. No, he, he mentioned and, that though. He even said, except for that one that betrayed me, I think in that verse. Yeah. Yeah. He, he almost lost Peter there for a second, but obviously brought him back. But, he knew it was up. Yeah. Jesus, yeah he, Jesus, come on. He didn't yeah. almost lose anybody. He knew it was up. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> but like, but you're, yeah, you're a great leader. I think that your leadership style is definitely different than mine. Like, because we because like. we lead together and we refine yes. each other a lot like yeah. we get frustrated by one another and like we fight <laughs> but like it's always good right something that like how about this we're gonna spend some time because this is this is about leadership right so mm -hmm. let's help each other in mm -hmm. this and just do an exercise cool we've never done this on the, the show so hopefully okay, you do don't it. feel too uncomfortable if you, <laughs> if you get uncomfortable too bad so <laughs> i'm here yeah we're already here we're already recording can't stop um tell me what you think I need to grow in as a leader. Okay. We So for everyone listening, if this is your first time, me and Keith lead in church together and there's anywhere from 60 to 120 people that we lead mm -hmm. directly. Directly. And yeah. then we also lead other things like outside of that. Yeah. But we are, we're coworkers. Mm -hmm. So like, tell me what, what would you, your performance review be oh of gosh. me? And it's not going to hurt my feelings. It's yeah. Fine. Fiery darts. Just right. kidding. No. Um, I think you mentioned earlier, uh, you mentioned consideration, mm -hmm. like being considerate. Um, and, and you know that, so I won't belabor that point. No, you got to talk like we're, we got to okay, talk let's about do it. it. All right. All right. Cause I'm, Be more I, consider I, it, Keyshawn. <laughs> there you go. No, I want the people to understand cause yeah, you're just talking to me. I'm talking to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, cause every time we get together, we talk about people, we talk mm -hmm. about those in our lives. We talk about, we gossip is we basically go what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Every time we get together, we gossip. Not, not like that. We don't not do like that. that. Um, in a very good way, like that improves us. That improves mm -hmm. the ministry and all of that. Um, and so. But yeah, I guess, yeah, consideration, you know, because uh, something I've learned to do, because I used to really suck at this, is when I'm talking about a situation or a circumstance, whatever, uh, people have different contexts, mm -hmm. they have different situations. And I have to be, especially as like a pastor, because if I'm talking about a point and maybe there's someone in the room that's like, in a totally different situation and they can't look at it the same way I am, mm -hmm. I'm not being considerate not being respectful. And again, I'm not responsible for that, but I am responsible to it. That makes know? sense. So yeah, consideration. Um, maybe another thing I, I had this thought the other day and, um, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to use the word humility cause you are a humble guy. Um, I was thinking, I, I was thinking about the question. I think we mentioned it on a earlier episode, like what have you mastered? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm 30 about to be 31 you're you're mid 20s right 25 25 26. yeah almost 26 and i was thinking about this question of mastering and i'm like i'm like i'm 31 i'm about to be 31 like for for me to say i've mastered something others might uh, hear it as 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 arrogance mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i was thinking i was like well shoot like have we really mastered anything you know <laughs> i'm over here just like <laughs> thinking what is this dude about to say yeah like and so i'm not saying you're arrogant i'm just no, saying i'm just saying uh, i was thinking about that question i'm like man i have i have was i arrogant in saying that i've i've mastered something you know maybe maybe i think i'm good at something or i'm close to mastering it but to actually say i'm i'm a master of it um you know because there, there's things out there that say like hey if you want to be a master at something do what what is it like ten thousand hours on that thing and of course, I don't think we've lived that long to. No, we can't. We have. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and do the math, but yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of time. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Consideration. Humility. Uh, humility. Yep. You like didn't even want to say, like, look me in the eye and say it. You're arrogant. 
<laughs> but you're not. It's, I don't think I know you're no, not no, saying no. that. And and it's, it, I but it doesn't come from an unhealthy place. Is what I'm trying. I'm to still say. refining. We're that. still you're, refining. I can I can see that's what you're saying to me. Is like yeah. you should refine this language more than anything. Mm-hmm. Just knowing you, is that what you're saying? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. I wasn't trying to put the words in your mouth. I was trying to understand. No. 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 You're that. good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now tell me something nice about myself. So like that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. You got a great smile, Keisha. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um. If I was going to say something that you should work on as a leader, you're working on it already. Okay. okay. But like, it's yeah. it's not anything that you just like suck at. I can't think of. But you're military. Mm-hmm. Like you still have that brain. I do, man. And like, get I, it out of me. I, I know you're. I know you're <laughs> trying. Like I watch all the time. Yeah. And like, you do a really good job of surrounding yourself with people that like are different than you. Yeah. You do a great job of I, that. I need that. Yeah, me too. Like you and I are so different. I come home every day like Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for those of you listening Keyshawn will come up to me and he's like man I, I i needed you like i need you yes all the time because i do yeah, like i cool. come home frustrated and then i'm like get over it Keish. and then i go the next day and like we get back to it yeah and like it's that one percent yeah um it, i think the whole military thing the the leadership style is works in the military yeah. The the thing about it is, <laughs> you so know funny. what I mean? It, oh, like, yeah. That's, yep. like, it sounds so simple, but it's real because I yeah. we know a lot of military guys that are leaders around and they don't understand that. Mm. Like they don't get, you do get it. They don't get that like regular people do not follow the way that the military operates. Yeah. Because it doesn't, like the way the military operates doesn't work in regular life. It wouldn't, mm-hmm. it would never work if you applied it to all people. Because yeah. one, the people that go into the military have chosen to do that. They've chosen it, like mm-hmm. whether by circumstance or whatever, like they're there, sure. they sign yeah. a contract, they have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, two, their lives are on the line. Mm-hmm. Even if they're in America, potentially their life could be on the line at mm-hmm. all times. So like the way they conduct themselves has to be very like methodical. Mm-hmm. Um, but like people on the outside, we're not like that. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me to do something. I'm just like, sir, yes, sir. Cause you don't have a rank. <laughs> in- <laughs> and I- <laughs> Sometimes I, I don't s- knife hand people, by the no, way. <laughs> he doesn't. But um, yeah. But I guess like whenever you're leading, in my mind, I can I watch it sometimes and giggle mm-hmm. because I can see you'll you'll tell I'm gonna just use Jonah because he's a good example. He'll he won't be mad if he hears this. If yeah. you tell Jonah to do something, <laughs> like he's not gonna do it the way you you imagine in your mind. Sure, it's not happening. Sure, like that's just not how he how he operates. Mm-hmm. And so it cracks me up. You'll tell him to do something. He's like, okay, sure. And then like, I'm like, he's not going to do any of that. I think just you understanding that part is like, he's yeah. not, he's not military. He's not going to just do, you have right. to like walk through things a little bit more with those kind of people yeah. and give them a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you do, you do a good job of like working on that yourself already. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, that would be the one thing to yeah. me because like I'm learning so how to plan from you and be more methodical. Yeah. I think you're learning how to flow with me. Yep. And it's oh, like yeah. this, so it's funny. this dance that we're doing. We step on each other's toes, but we're starting to get the rhythm a little bit more. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's actually really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like um, last service that we had, you could just feel it starting to click for yeah, all you, of us. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Like it feels good. Me and him are literally in our seats rocking back and forth with each other <laughs> as we talk about this. That's but yeah, I think you're really good at, um, I think you're really good at just improving yourself and like realizing Oh, that's a good idea that someone else had. Mm-hmm. Like my idea doesn't have to be the only one. You're really good at that, because some leaders yeah. they just don't 
consider their people. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. just like the audience, but I mean like the people that are serving with them. They're like, you have to do what I think. And if it doesn't go the way I think, then it's bad. Yeah. You're not like that at all. Yeah. One of my weaknesses, and I am always happy to admit this, is uh, I suck at like conjuring up good ideas, mm-hmm. like fun ideas to do things. Like don't ever make me the youth pastor. Oh my gosh. Because I will so suck at like. You're too br- deep I'm, for that. <laughs> Like right, in, yeah, in the best yeah. way, like you're just too deep. You for couldn't that see me stuff. do that, could you? Like, <laughs> I, I would. It would be hilarious. Like, yeah. I want to see it. I want to see you lead a whole youth, like from start to finish, uh-huh. games, everything. Because it would be so fun, dude. Yeah, like I, I suck at that. So that's why you know we bring in like you know our friends, and they do a great job at because they're the ones with the ideas. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I I have the leadership and and the vision and direction and all of that but i do not have all of the great ideas and so i that's why i love hearing from our young adults and just hearing what they want to do because i i am i'm a yes kind of guy you know as long as their ideas feed into the vision into the vision mm-hmm. and and it pushes us further into the horizon we're we're chasing after then yes like yeah. i'm not going to deny that you know mm-hmm. um but yeah sometimes and, and i've certainly met leaders that are very stuck up like that and they're like no it's got to look like this and it's got to be executed like this and here's i'll say it like this great leaders provide the what and the why mm-hmm. but do not provide the how so yeah you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean so i'll i, I say so in the military we call this task and purpose mm-hmm. i give you the task and i'll tell you the purpose behind it but I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell you to run up that hill and go attack that formation, but I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Like you figure that out. Because so, if you try to put those parameters on me, I'm not going to operate effectively. Yeah. And you've told me this before. Cause you're like, Hey, you're like, don't, don't overthink it to me. Cause then I'm going to overthink it. Yeah. So for, <laughs> for instance, how much time do we have? We got like 10 more minutes. Okay. Um, it's funny because I remember the first time you had me like host the event. Um, and you told me every single word you could, you were like, yeah, you could get up there and say who we are. And it says this and this and this and this and this, we are young adults where we want to see this happen and this happen and this happen in your life. Yeah, yeah. And then you go to the next point and you, and you can use whatever words you want and you can use, and like, you're saying that kind of stuff. I'm like, bro, my brain, if you would have just said, Hey, go host, make sure you say these announcements <laughs> that would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. But like we, we figured that out with uh-huh. each other. Yeah. And so like. This, this is the next thing I think that a good leader does because we did this exercise, right? So you write your vision. You talk to people to be a sounding board like mm-hmm. we just did. Mm-hmm. I think we exemplified that well so that people can say, um, oh, now I know how to go talk to my friends about this. Now I know how to talk to my teammates and mm-hmm. leaders and followers. How can I be a better leader? They saw it happen in a healthy mm-hmm. way. Um I think another thing that a great leader does is they surround themselves with a great team. Mm-hmm. You know, like SEAL Team 6 is not just like a ragtag of military dudes. They're selected. They're selected, yeah. And I think that that matters. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you just like kick out everybody in your life, but like for your team mm-hmm. that you're leading, you want to be effective in your area, in your community. I think a, a great man and a great leader will select the people that follow them and people that serve with them. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, and I want you to talk about this. Yeah. But for instance, in young adults, the the reason we're talking about this a lot is because this is where me and Keith serve together. Mm -hmm. And it's just easier for us to bounce ideas back and forth. But for young adults, you selected me and I'm your assistant. So you're the, you're the pastor. I'm the assistant pastor. Mm -hmm. And then we have like a team of people with us. Mm -hmm. 
tell me like your thought process on like how do you decide these people mm. to best help you as a leader because yeah. i might have picked different people if i was leading sure yeah well, you, first, you don't have to name drop every like you can say no, their names yeah. if you feel comfortable, but just kind of give their positions and like their person. Yeah, I'll just do that. Um, well, first, I prayed for these people because when mm -hmm. I came in, um, I, I actually so before we uh, started or stood up that team, uh, I went to my boss and I said, hey, I need help. Mm -hmm. I need I need staff help. I, I you know, because I was advocating to hire a part timer to help me with young adult stuff. Um, I'm just one person. I can't do all this. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a goal. We have we have dreams, and one person can't get us there. And so, of course, you know, churches have volunteers and stuff. And but I was looking for a staff member. You know, someone who's in the office with me day in and day out, who can do the work with me, not just like in the evening or whenever they they are available, mm -hmm. but with you know the day to day stuff. So um, at first, I got turned down, and and then I was like, okay, well, uh, got a man up do plan B what, what, out, what yeah. yeah figure it out what, what's plan B I'm not next, gonna next best thing yeah I'm not gonna sit and complain about like how I wasn't supported you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, I got it we got to get this done so um I literally went to a whiteboard and I wrote you can ask uh Joshua let our friend I went on the whiteboard and I wrote um uh assembly the Avengers mm -hmm. like project assemble the Avengers yeah and so I in that moment I was like okay I'm like Nick Fury right now I'm like going to talk to Iron Man. I'm going to talk to <laughs> Captain America. I'm going to talk to these people. I'm going to build a team mm -hmm. of the elite, you know, uh, to take on the the devil and his agents, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, so I was literally in that mindset. I was in like an, in a recruiting mindset. And so uh, you were already coming pretty consistently to young adults. And I've already viewed you as someone like I mentally, I, I placed you higher than others in terms of like godliness and commitment to the ministry and um, boldness and all those things, mm -hmm. oh, like leadership characteristics. The character foundation was there. Yes. And so I had you in mind. And then uh, we, we looked at all of these other positions, this, this coordinator team that mm -hmm. we call it now. And that's, that's uh, you know, Simon came in with worship and production. Um, we had some open, you know, I really wanted a, a an event coordinator, mm -hmm. someone to help me with events because I was doing that all by myself. I really wanted someone to help me with media, like Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, graphics, uh, taking pictures and videos, all those things, media related things. Cause I was, again, I was doing that myself mm -hmm. and, and also uh, experience, which, you know, uh, our friend Jessica, she does the snacks and, but I wanted to take her team and expand it to where we have greeters and set up and tear down teams mm -hmm. and, you know, all like guest experience type yeah. stuff. And so, um, some people I already had in mind, you know, Simon was staff. So we actually arranged, uh, I had a conversation with my boss to rearrange his hours to support young adults better. And then, um, so that happened. So I was really happy. And then, um, other people fell into place, like, you know, our friends doing over events, Jessica was already there doing experience. I just put a title with her because yeah, she me was already in. doing that stuff. Let me jump in to just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. refine this for people. Cause like, I know what you're talking about. Uh -huh. So basically what Keith did, cause we're talking, break this down practically. Mm -hmm. Basically what you did was you said, I'm not getting every, I can't do everything myself because mm -hmm. there's no need to be a leader if you can do everything yourself right you don't need followers yeah but no one can do everything right so you 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 saw that um you were like okay i'm not gonna get the support that i need i need to build that support for myself mm -hmm. so you you went and you said who mm -hmm. do i need not necessarily what do i need right that's yeah. like the first thing i heard you say like i found someone that had the character that i was looking for yeah you know and then like you fill these spots with, with all of the you find the right people and you fill those spots with what you can mm -hmm. 
So I was like, oh, Keisha's good. He'll be yeah. a great assistant. Simon's good. Now what can he do? Yeah. So like you see who, and then you say, what can they do? And then you fit them into those spots. Yeah. So I'll say it like this is that, um, this is what, this is what good leaders do. They give people problems before they give them titles. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, for, for those that came up to me and they're like, Hey, we should do this better and this better. I'm like, yeah, great. Help me with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'll give you the problem. And if they succeed, then I'll give them the title. Yeah, and so it. that's kind of how the team was created. And then, you know, you came in and I remember I was, I was literally in my kitchen cooking dinner and this thought just came to my head and I knew it was the Lord. And I just, I just thought like Keyshawn assistant, Keyshawn assistant. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And then because at the, the church I work with, we're okay with making up positions, mm -hmm. you know, for volunteers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, well, I don't have like a number two, mm -hmm. you know, and you were, I, I, at that time, I very much viewed you as like an armor bearer type person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Keyshawn's that person. And so, um, that's when I reached out to you about that and like, Hey, what do you, what do you think about this? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think when it comes to making your team, cause like we kind of have to put a bow in this and we can always talk more about it later. Oh yeah. I think when it comes to making your team, one of the best things I've ever heard someone say is we hire people not positions because mm -hmm. if you hire a position someone that on paper has all the skills you're you're going to be sorely lacking in character yes yeah and what you said earlier is like i vote based on character because mm -hmm. the rest will come because when i think about it is like for instance when i'm looking for a pastor like if i if i want someone like to fill a position that i need them to if i'm looking for a pastor or a leader or a public speaker or something like let's say public speaking mm -hmm. Um, in the real world, that ends up being like marketing, mm -hmm. right? I can teach you marketing. Mm -hmm. I can't teach you how to be a good dude, right? How to represent me well. Yeah. If you are already, I mean, I can, but it takes a lot longer. Yeah. Like if you're already a great man or a great woman, I can take you and say, Hey, here's how you speak publicly. Here's how you conduct yourself in front of a crowd. Here's how you represent us well outside. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that's yeah. something that you did with our team is like you found people that have great character and then you found out what they were good at and you're like, okay, we'll make a position for you instead of trying to fill holes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Cause there's this whole dichotomy between like leadership and managers or leaders and managers. And I think, I think you kind of hit it there that leader leaders care about the character, but managers, all they're, they're, they're just trying to manage decline. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's all honestly, that's what managers do. Yeah. <laughs> So guys, we covered a lot of ground as usual. Um, it, it almost seems like we talked for hours just yeah. now, but it was only an hour. But so it, good. Um, I really appreciate the audience for listening, for tuning in. Thank y'all for bearing with, with me on the audio problems last week. Um, if you listen to it, uh, follow us on Instagram. Please DM me some questions that you have, um, some topics that you want us to cover. Because honestly, like I've just been sitting down talking to Keith, talking to my dad with no topics um, in mind, but they've been good. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about what y'all want to hear. That's what we want to do, right, Keith? Yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram at The Last Man Podcast with an underscore between each word. Um, be blessed. Man up. Toughen up. Be a good leader. I'm just trying to speak life into y'all because there's a bunch of pansies out there, but not my listeners. Mm -hmm. So remember to die on your feet before you live on your knees down to the last man. Thanks for tuning in.